Welcome to this shifting moment. Every Monday and Wednesday, we focus on a reading. And these readings come from Richard's vast library of thought leaders, teachers, and spiritual guides. And after the reading, we offer up an invitation. And it's an invitation that's designed to move something in your own heart. It's designed to help you wake up, help you through your afternoon, or to wind down at the end of the day. Welcome to this shifting moment. We hope it helps. Samit Kumar, two types of suffering. In Buddhism, experiencing impermanence is known as the suffering of change, which is as inevitable in your life as it is in everyone else's. The suffering of change gives way to unhappiness and uncertainty that you don't know what will happen next. Often the suffering of change leads to another type of pain, the suffering of suffering, in which we feel awful when our health, our wealth, our relationships, and the happiness they bring deteriorate. This type of suffering is recognizable to anyone since we all experience it sooner or later. Grief can be understood to be the suffering of suffering, experienced as the result of the suffering of change. It is the emotional suffering that comes from the loss of our sense of ourselves and of the world. The suffering can also be intense so that you can even stop taking care of yourself. You may eat junk food or begin drinking or using drugs. You might forget to take prescribed medication. You might stop exercising or become indifferent to your physical and emotional needs. When you experience this suffering for a long time, you stop living in the moment and you become stuck in the illusion of the permanence of your suffering. You disempower yourself from hoping for a better way. In the context of Buddhism, striving for a sense of permanence in this way, trying to hold on to permanence by remaining stuck in time is contrary to the impermanent nature of reality and it's doomed to fail. In trying to control our suffering, we only increase it. The practice of mindfulness, however, helps us accept the natural law of impermanence and we become more patient, more flexible, more resilient in the face of life's ups and downs. Mindfulness is an antidote to the powerful pull of all our all or nothing or black and white thinking. When we assume that our distress will never change, or when we believe that our joy is worth experiencing, that only joy is worth experiencing, we engage in black and white thinking. We spend a great deal of energy trying not to find, trying not to find meaning in or acceptance of what we are feeling, but instead to feel something else. You wind up telling yourself that life seems to be all bad, but that you want it to be all good. 
Mindfulness reminds us that life is lived in the shades of gray in between. There is a word of caution to be added here because some people mistakenly believe that the goal of practicing mindfulness, meditation, or mindful activities is to become immune to normal human emotions. These people seem to try to stop themselves from feeling. Mindfulness should not make you numb to pain or indifferent to your happiness or the happiness of others. To be mindful is to allow yourself to feel what you are feeling. You will still get upset. You will still feel joy. You will still experience anger or frustration. What changes is the way that you witness these emotions. Your feelings about your feelings soften. You gradually become more patient with yourself and with others because you're paying attention to the transient nature of your feelings and you're more able to accept them. I think taking a deep breath after a reading like that is a really good idea. Just to soak in what was said and what just happened. I think one of the coolest lines in that reading is that we do get into these modes, we do get into these these ideas in our life that joy is the only experience worth experiencing. It's the only feeling worth feeling. And when we do that, we, we pigeonhole ourselves because joy is just one color in this amazing sort of palette that we're painting the portrait of our lives with, or that something is painting the portrait of our lives with. Joy isn't the only thing worth experiencing. You are a human being. Not a human happened or a human will happen, but a human being, which means that you are experiencing, you're having a human experience. So the experience that you're going through isn't just joy and it isn't just sadness and it isn't just pain and it isn't just greatness. It's all of it. It's the whole experience and the whole thing. So as we wind down this year and look towards a new one, it's a really good chance to look back and see what we've experienced. And call that good. And call that human. And the invitation today is to open ourselves up to what could be next. Thank you.